Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. The following program is brought to you by the Preferred Home Team. Content is provided for general information only and should not be treated as a substitute for professional advice from your legal or real estate advisors. Welcome to the Real Estate Radio Hour, a forum of ideas, plans, and expert advice on all things real estate. Andy Prasky with Remax Advantage Plus was named Super Agent by Minneapolis St. Paul Magazine. Chris Rooney of Remax Preferred is a Lakeshore and Luxury Home Specialist. Together they cover the Twin Cities. This combined dynamic duo has sold over 2,000 homes, ranked in the top 1% nationwide, top 10 in the state of Minnesota and still have time to get together every Saturday to talk about real estate. Here's Abby Prasky and Chris Rooney, Denny Long, and the Real Estate Radio Hour. Denny Long was in Baldwin today for the big 40th anniversary celebration of Linda's construction between 9 and 10. Steve Thompson in studio today. Sorry, guys. Uh, Chris Rooney, Andy Prasky, you're stuck with me for an hour. No prizes. Uh, I'll try and get through. No it. food trucks. <laughs> hey, that's a great idea. No kidding. Food I'm, thinking, I'm thinking Andy had the wrong address for me. I, I've never got that invite. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty Jeez. sure we would have showed up if they asked us, but uh, no invite. Yep, no invite. Maybe next year. It's all right. Well, here He's we nine are. food trucks. That would have well, been pretty. I'm mad that you didn't invite him to RuneFest last year. Ah, uh, good point. Yeah. Good point. He's yeah. get me back. Yeah, oh. f- yeah, food trucks. I'm in. I am in for sure. All right, it's June 1, guys. Summer is underway, and Lakeshore property is hot. This is when people are looking, yeah. uh, buying, uh, trying to sell if they want to get out. So uh, my brother and I are looking at Lakeshore property. No, I'm kidding. But um, <laughs> I, I suppose there are some pitfalls when you get into deals, and people need to go into that with their eyes wide open if they're going to bring in – family members Mm -hmm. into a Lakeshore situation. I'm sure you've run into that a time or two. Boy, not only just family members, but uh, people that might not be married, you know, uh, we we run into that a lot. And I'll tell you what, I always tell them, I mean, you don't have to do this, but I always tell them, put a plan together from the beginning. If it doesn't work out, how are you going to solve it later on? Who's going to buy it? Who's going to sell it? So, you know, upfront. Well, and I think that that's more than fair. And, you know, the other side of it is think of us as parents and we're saying, hey, I'm going to give this to my children. But not all children are the same on earning potential. They're not all the same on legalities or bankruptcies or whatever. So all of a sudden you have three people that are forced or are given the opportunity to own together. And sometimes that's not always a good fit. And so, you know, if there's uh, a trust that's set up or there's a a way for, um, you know, money that for for several years it could pay even the taxes. I know I've dealt with several families where this has been a problem where there's a whole bunch of kids in the family. They inherit the property, so there's no money exchange, but the maintenance, the taxes, the and then you have the one brother or sister that can't keep up. So what do you do, kick them out? I mean, that's not the point of what mm-hmm. mom and dad tried to set up. So 
The idea is how do you take care of your weakest link in that situation and do it amicably so that it's it's fair for everybody that does, you know, maybe pitch in a little bit more. So Yeah, and sometimes it's not just it's not the family members, but there's other people that you might be married to that enter into this agreement as well. What? And uh, yeah, yeah. And then sometimes those people I can't imagine. My those, wife some, is perfect just for the record. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes, Mine as well. Yeah. 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 Sometimes those people leave the situation and maybe a new one comes in. And, uh, you know, that can cause a whole bunch of fun, yeah. too. So I, I would recommend, uh, Mr. Thompson, that if uh, that's something that you're going to do, uh, and I don't think you are, but if you are, uh, just get it in writing and just have try to get every scenario put in place because then it's everyone knows and now we go from there because I've dealt with a lot of estate issues mm-hmm. um, where you have multiple kids that, uh, you know, <laughs> one's in charge and all of a sudden it's like, you know, you you got the better bike when we were younger and, mm-hmm. you know, you always get everything and then they're fighting over. It. And sure. it's like, no, we're, we're trying to sell this house. You know, don't we can't talk about bikes 40 years ago. Well, or how about this, Chris? How about the, you know, beyond even just the bikes saying that, you know, mom or dad said that they wanted me to have this. Or mom and dad's, you know what I mean? And it can be a nightmare. Jewelry. Well, how about houses? How about the uh, mom and dad gave me a mortgage on this house and they said if they ever died, they were going to forgive it. And that's, you know, a portion of their estate, a good portion of their, you know, worth. It, it can be a problem. And so, you know, a family uh, attorney sitting down and, and planning it out so that it's fair. And, and I think that the other thing is this. As the parents talk to the kids, don't all just of them throw it on them and say, surprise, here's a trust and, and you guys all inherit this. It, I think you really need to have that hard conversation whenever he's healthy and in, in good state of mind. And, and it's just good planning. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and it is one of those where uh, there are so many issues. I mean, just think about dates in the summer. You got Memorial Day, you got Fourth of July, you got Labor Day, you got some, you know, fishing opener potentially. Who gets those dates? I mean, it gets down to that. I've heard horror stories. Mm-hmm. I work with a guy who, whose mom finally just subdivided the property. They yeah. had some lakeshore, and it's like you get a hundred feet, you get a hundred feet, you get a hundred feet. Good luck to you. There yeah. you go. And just divide it up because it did become a fight over dates and weekends and who gets what. And I took the dock out a year ago. You get to, you know, maintenance yeah. on the boat. Yeah. There was no fuel in the boat. The list is endless. It, it is a uh, it, it's a challenge. And I've seen so many varieties of, you know, and then there's some families that, of course, are the perfect family that. Everybody gets along, and the boat's always full, and it's clean. And, hey, I went out of my way and bought you guys some new sheets for your week when you're up here. And then there's the other family where you show up, and the garbage cans are full. The boat's broken, and they don't even tell you it's broken. There's no beer. Yeah. So each each family knows what they're getting into because you know your family better than anybody. So (laughs) family beware. I don't know. You know, I was going to – when you started talking about it, I was thinking you were going to go into, like, what the lake market was. And I I thought Mm -hmm. of something, so I have to talk about it. But I think what's really interesting (laughs) about the lake is that – it, it gets hot like right away and then it starts cooling a little. And the reason it cools is because people are like, all right, I've already waited till June. You know, now I'm going to wait and see what else comes on. And so they sit there and wait and wait. Mm. And then all of a sudden it heats up again. So if something comes on that's really, that's really good, they'll grab it. But otherwise they wait until kind of the fall. And it's like, oh, no, we're going to miss out again. So let's grab this one that they already looked at probably three months ago. Well, so and I've sold some lakes here where this has happened to me. And, Chris, I want your opinion on this. So the family that says, you know what, we want one more summer in, in the cabin or with the family at the lake. And then, you know, after, after Labor Day, we're going to throw it up for sale. And, and, you know, so they took the best weekends of the summer, the holiday weekends, and then they're trying to sell it probably at, 
you know, I don't, I don't want to say the worst time of the year because it's not. Are you talking it, a metro lake or a vacation type lake up north? I don't know. I, I think it's I wasn't difference. thinking that detailed. I was just thinking more of the time of the year. You know, if you come at it from a at the end of the season because it it is seasonal. And right, and but I sometimes mean, you can hit it good. I've had so much luck with lakeshore property in, in the, the fall. fall. Just because people yeah. feel like, God oh, darn it, I'm going to miss it again. So now I'm going to grab it now, and then I'll have it for the spring, and we'll start well, all over. You and I have talked about new construction on the lake, where this is that's the perfect time because you now you see the when the the weeds, if you will, out front are the most mature. So you can see the worst case scenario. Like this time of year, you can see with the water this high as it is, you can see, geez, here's worst case scenario for the the high water lines, you know, or whatever's happening. And then you get into that where it's just it, – there's certain times of the year, like planning ahead, you buy your cabin now to remodel it or build or take it down and rebuild. You almost need to start now to get it ready for next year because it takes that long to build. Interesting you should say that. I just actually just closed on a lake property yesterday. And uh, in, in my first intuition is I'm going to go wreck everything and take mm-hmm. it all down. I did that on my first house. It had, had mushroom tile in the bathroom, the master bath, because this 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 place had Sounds a master nice. bath, yeah. But it had mushroom Ooh. tile, and I'm like, we ain't having mushroom tile. So I went in there with a hammer and started hitting it out. Well, <laughs> three years later, I finally got my shower, so I couldn't use it for three years because I couldn't take the mushrooms. But then I fixed it up right before I was going to sell it, so I I barely got to use my bath. So I'm I'm not going to make that mistake again. But you're right; it's it's kind of like see how it lives. You know, how that house lives and then how the lake is mm-hmm. and then uh, kind of determine where you want to go from there. That's a great strategy. I think get used to it before you remodel it or, you know, decide to add on. And, yeah. And, and by the way, God bless Christine uh, for dealing with you. It, it, it was kind of funny. I said, I said, they have a weed cutter there. And I said, hey. That's 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 your job, remember? Yeah. Then the doc wasn't out. I said, why isn't the doc out? You should have that in by now. <laughs> she knows I can't do anything, so it's pretty. Phone number on the program, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. Chris and Andy in studio. It is a real estate show. We'll take a break. We will come back in a moment. It is a real estate show on a Saturday morning. Denny Long uh, was on remote. Steve Thompson in. Chris Rooney, Andy Presky here today. Phone number is 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. Let's go to the phone lines, guys. Gino, you're on the air. Hello. Well, I have got a question regarding a lot that I have in Orno. It's right in front of a small neighborhood beach. That gives it a nice, uh, close lake view. And on top of that, you can actually use the water. It's not just a view. Uh, so you got lake access there, too, um, Lake Minnetonka. Wondering how much additional value that should bring uh, to the property as compared to just a regular lot uh, without those amenities. So it is deeded access. It is not deeded access, and you do not have a dock slip with it. It's just a... Uh, it's uh, owned by the city, and it's, okay. it's a beach area that's probably uh, 80 feet wide by 120 feet deep with a nice sandy beach and okay. picnic table. Well, okay. It's one so, area. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I mean, being on the lake, then having access, and then having views, it kind of goes in that order mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, most valuable. And uh, what do you what do you think, Andy? Well, you, you know, it's interesting, guys, because up actually up north, not as much in the cities here because we're not developing as much. But you know, Alexandria, Brainerd, these guys are are selling the old farm, and they're coming in with a thousand feet of frontage on there, and they could have their ten lots and a hundred lot. But the DNR and some of these regulatory groups don't like that. So what they're doing is 
they're doing bigger developments where there's people that look at the lake, so they have lake views, and then everybody in the development, regardless if you have a lake view or not, will have, like, for an example, a dock slip, and they have a public beach that they all share. And so it's like th- that's the next level of housing. I mean, so, you know, actually, it the old cliche that they're not making any more, but they're not. Yeah. So Lakeshore, being on the actual lake, owning Lakeshore is is the pride, the premium, like you're saying, Chris. Yeah. But then sometimes people don't want the taxes. And so being off the lake, you know, like I look having at that a view. And, saying, and having a great view and being able to let the grandkids or whatever walk across the street or your own kids go swim and get access to the lake and go, that that to me is is a very desirable, I don't know about value, but desire, it adds a lot. Yeah. And if, if you think about it, all our city lakes, mm-hmm. I mean, the Minneapolis lakes, are, there's nobody that has Lakeshore. Everyone's like across from it, but it's, it's it is lakefront, I right. mean, essentially, when we're selling it. Yep. So, um, yeah, no, obviously there's um, good value. I, I mean, from a, a normal lot, there's so much that goes into it. I mean, a normal lot could be, I mean, it's got a, it's a wooded lot and it's a walkout. Maybe this is a flat lot and right. it's on a busy street, but you have a lake view. So that all, all of that plays into it. But I'll tell you what, what right. buyers do is they justify, mm-hmm. you know, and they, they go, well, geez, you know, yeah, I can't get on the lake. That's way too much. And that yeah. lake access one, I'd have to tear down a house because there's no lots available. Hey, here's the next best thing. Right. Why not go in here? And it's a single lot. Now you can pick your own builder most likely. Right. Absolutely. So, so let me ask you this, Chris. What do you think with Gino's situation there? If he has sewer access and, and water access in the street, but now you have to stub it and you have to pay for that because a lot of times – subdivided areas or it's, you know, it used to be an old cabin here and they had two lots and they never connected. And so there's those extra fees that go with it too. Do you suggest to a guy like Gino that you get those utilities ready to go hooked up, paid for before you sell it? Or do you just try to sell it for less and they'll let somebody at the new buyer deal with it? No, I think, I think what you, I mean, a a good thing to do, and I don't know what the surrounding houses are like, but Mm -hmm. is maybe hook up with a builder and there's a lot of to be built type things. And yeah, where the builder goes and does all that back, uh, you know, that background for you mm-hmm. and gets it ready and uh, and just shows a house that you can get. And they might design a house that gives you these great lake views. You know, and today with, you know, um, the old Photoshopping and how you can do that stuff, you can you can create views from your master bedroom from a plan now. You uh, you should consider Lakeshore sales. You uh, kind you of seem so? to know what you're doing <laughs> yeah. there, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but there's a gigantic trend where, yeah. where I live, where we live, Andy, up yeah. in the northern suburbs along the river. The trend has been, as long as I can remember, that, and it does take time, where older homes, smaller homes, the lots sell, they leave a family, they get torn down, bigger stuff gets built. And we're seeing that more and more, and that's true really on waterfront all over the Twin Cities area. Yeah. We're, we're kind of running out of shanties up by us, though. I mean, there for a long time, there was that that area. Those were cabins up there. People well, were coming from the city. I live in a shanty along the river. <laughs> I, I I have one of the few remaining. Well, good for but, you. Yeah. That's awesome. Low yeah. taxes, enjoy the <laughs> river, and, you know, live cheap. Yeah. You might you might see Andy coming down the road <laughs> to get you, yeah. <laughs> take you out. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, no, there he is. And I, you, start, you start seeing that, too. I mean, on all sudden, you know, these lakes, I mean, Prior Lake's a great example of that, mm-hmm. is that, you know, now all of a sudden these houses that, you know, someone could get for seven fifty and they it would be a nice house, they could be able to afford it, now is competing with tearing it down. And so and then what those Crazy. people are doing is they're tearing it down and they they've got the cash to be able to do it. And the sellers are looking at it and saying, you know what, I don't have to worry about nothing. You know, rip that thing down. I don't have no worries later on. And that's what's happening. And so it's it's creating that lake shore that it's really hard to get. Mm-hmm. You know, unless you're probably real up high. But being real up high is not a horrible thing either. You know, a lot of people yeah. love the views of a lake as well. 
And so and, – and, a lot of people, when they start marketing that, they try not to tell anyone, mm-hmm. you know, oh, my gosh, you got a, you know, a bunch of steps down the lake. But then you're getting the wrong people in there because well, the wrong people are coming in there. And it's like, hey, I want a view. I had a client of mine that we had almost a 30-foot elevation. And we had a putting green at the top. We had a nice bench up there. They had a deck right off the house. And That's so cool. you could literally sit there and see the whole lake. And you didn't have to listen to the chatter because they were on one of the bigger chains and you didn't have to listen to the chatter pontoon and hearing what they were saying. You know? And they had the nice shore uh, elevator system that would actually bring them up. Yeah. You hit the button and you ride down with your cooler full of stuff. You get on the boat and you go and it was perfect. Yep. We got a break coming up. We've got more. By the way, phone number is 651-989-9226. 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That's 81807. The Real Estate Show. Chris Rooney, Andy Prasky in studio today here on CCO. Real Estate Show. Chris Rooney, Andy Prasky joining us. If you want to talk lakeshore property, waterfront mm-hmm. property, feel free to call the program. 651-989-9226. You can text 81807, Chris and Andy, uh, all real estate matters, uh, fair game today on the program. Denny Long was alive on remote in Baldwin at uh, the 40th anniversary of Lindus Construction with Andy Lindus between 9 and 10 o'clock today. Steve Thompson hanging out. All right, school winding down, uh, the yeah. last day of school, graduation ceremonies, graduation mm-hmm. parties. I know uh, you've been busy. you got a yep. ton of them to go to yet, Andy. Um, but... Families that are thinking of relocating, maybe selling the house, getting into a new house. The clock is really ticking, isn't it? I mean, it's 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 time to it's make It's hard plans. not to have that internal clock not tick a little bit when you think, oh, my gosh, my kids are graduating or they're moving on. And especially if you have a larger you know home that's designed to handle a big family. And then you start questioning, do I need this much square footage? Do I want to pay this much in taxes to live here? If I'm not using it, why why hold it? You know, And so there is a lot of downsizing conversations that actually happen. I mean, in a good way, I love it because I, I've been at a, these graduation parties. Everybody asks the same question. What do you think is happening in the market? Is it a good time to sell? Is the equity back? Is there in, – in those questions that are, you know, across the uh, cake and, uh, you know, punch as we're talking to each other are some fantastic questions. And it – Chris, I mean – And at the good parties, the wings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't hit a wing party. We've had everything from tacos to Italian to, I mean, old-fashioned uh, ham sandwiches to, you know, I mean, but it's. Remember next wings. graduation party? I do. Okay. Hur- Lots of wings. <laughs> how, how about, how about <laughs> catered barbecue from Q? Oh, that done. Works. Yeah. Go see old Charlie up there. Charlie, every time I walk in there, I don't know how he remembers me. He's like, Andy, how's it going? Love the show. So you're hi, Charlie. Well, when you're in there every day. I mean, you <laughs> should get to know right. when, I, when I knock on the door at 11, open it up. Are you open? Yeah. No, it's good stuff, though. Yeah, he uh, he does a great job. I so. just drive the neighborhoods and look for grad parties and, and, and <laughs> just say, walk hey, up. guys. <laughs> I, I just got a stack of cards in the car. And <laughs> Graduation awesome. crashers. And eat, eat, eat well. Oh, it's a good time <laughs> here awesome. to do that. You know, but the other thing that graduation parties do is slow down the market. I mean, oh, yeah. it really does because you got to think. I mean, there's a lot of people that have graduating seniors that are having parties and stuff like that. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're they're holding on, you know, maybe to try to sell in their house to be able to get through the graduation and get through the party yep. and then go. But typically it's a real good time after that graduation party because they've done so much work to it. The house is pristine. Yeah. My sister I mean, was supposed to come over yeah, last night. Her graduation party is in over two weeks, and she had to clean on a Friday night. She she's the kind of party I like to go to. Yeah. I love these I love these families that go way overboard. The photo collages and the color themes and the napkins match the plates, and it's like, oh my goodness! You'd think these were weddings or something. Just 
they graduated high school, you know. So, anyway. well, it, but it, the 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 challenges though, yeah. when you look at people who are downsizing at this time of year, maybe their youngest is graduating, going mm-hmm. off to college. Do we need that room? But what about the families where the kids are getting out of school, but maybe they want to move somewhere new? And yeah. what about that side of it, where you're you're trying to get settled in time for the start of the new school year? Not, I mean, are we are we getting in a tough spot here in June already to get settled for? The start of the next school Depends. year. Yeah, and yeah, I say yay and nay because I think um, it used to be like that. It was really hard, but I think now there's, I mean, so many people are driving their kids to school. There's open enrolling in schools. They're going to charter schools. Mm-hmm. You know, that they're they're choosing. I mean, I remember when we were, we were moving a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. I moved a lot, but we kept our kids in the same school right. the whole time. Right. And so it, it didn't stop us. What, how are you, you know, getting in before new, school? New construction right now, if you look at that side of it, I mean, that, that's a... a you know, I'm talking January right now. You'd be closing. So we're trying to get you in before the end of the school year next year. Wow. So it's just, it's too busy. I mean, there's just, there's only so many people that can provide the work, the labor. And so that, that pipeline gets full pretty fast. Existing houses. I think that there's, it's, it's fair game. I think that you still have a month or so of, you know, being able to, you know, uh, go out there, search for the house, buy it. But new construction, if you want to close, you know, build this year, you got to start around the first of the year, just to get it closed by August is pretty fair, you know, depending on what size of house you have and what the demand that the builder you select has, and um, that's fair. So, Andy, what's the most desirable neighborhood amenity? There's a Federal Reserve report that's out that says there's uh, something, and you gave me the report, so you know the answer. Say, you know, it's like, gee, uh, uh, I don't know, yeah. Chris, grocery stores? <laughs> <laughs> Can you believe that? Yeah. I, grocery no store? Joke. We, we oh, ran this report. That's what it is. I, I, but I, I believe that. Yeah. I, I believe uh, I that don't. because I don't. <laughs> I mean, seriously. A okay, okay, store? gentlemen, but, let's let's each have a, a moment here to. Wait, doesn't everyone have Amazon Prime? <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, so hey, you, we're out you, of butter. You, you, you know, okay, tell us why you say grocery store. I, I would say for just that reason. It's kind of like I, I I got I've had kids over yeah. the years living at the house. I have one back from college who just graduated. And it's kind of mm-hmm. like I want zucchini. Well, you can't run to the convenience store and get zucchini, right? So, yeah. you know, I, I, I would, I would not be surprised that that well, but is isn't, but every about, day you're living. What about, about the, trails and when, parks? When I was and, a kid, and you had the cub when it first came out, for an example, you'd take the wax pencils and you'd write right on oh, the sure. cans, and that experience now to fast forward to you know the high V's and the Lunds and the, all these other stores that are just like catering. They have the food prepared. You can smell it. You see it. You want to eat right in the rest, or right in the the grocery store. It, it's a draw. There, there's more. There, it's a whole different experience now. But I agree. I think more, Chris. Maybe what they're thinking is the access to it versus the you want to run and get a gallon of milk or something. That it's. I would assume. I guess. I don't know about this thing. The next thing is shops and rest shops or restaurants, which I I, I agree believe. with that. Then the next slot went to a bank. You want a banks nearby or credit? Union. Then yeah, <laughs> I don't know. And then obvious places of worship. I agree with that. L- library. Uh, park or playgrounds at forty three percent, and public transportation is only thirty seven percent. And I would say that is pretty darn important. But the one part that we did kind of overlook there when you were reading through that quickly is that you were, you didn't look at the ages, and it had it broken down by age demographics. So different age groups had different desires, you know. So the the sixty plus crowd was predominantly the one that wanted the grocery stores closer versus the the least uh, important would be the thirty to forty four year olds that would care about that, for an example. So. There was a little bit to that, but then, you know, when I look at houses, I mean, see, the, the, it's all about school district, and it's all about 
if they have children and then it's and then it's or it's city based. So like they want to live in specifically like Plymouth or they want to live in, you know, Champlin or wherever, Prior Lake, whatever. And and so then I see people shopping that way first and then they start shopping within that saying, can I afford to live in this community with these things that I really need to have to make me want to move? Yeah. And another one you notice, though, driving around, for instance, just driving out to the airport, because from where we live up in the northern suburbs, you can't easily get from 94 to 35W to get out to the airport. Mm -hmm. So I would take Hiawatha. And it is extraordinary along Hiawatha, the housing that's been created associated with light rail. And and you see that really all over the Twin Cities as you see more and more public transportation, the housing options of various types. I mean, Mm -hmm. beyond the the big apartment complexes, I mean, it it is a huge driver. It's really cool. It's actually really cool. It's it's something new for us in the cities. You know, I mean, Chris, you were just over uh, in Denmark. Denmark. And we were talking about how the streets are narrow because they don't have the big cars and they, you know, ride bikes and do a lot of alternative transportation. And that that's just new to the sprawling, you know, farmland. of. They of literally Minnesota. have lanes for all the bikes. I mean, like bigger lanes than we have here kind of off the side. There's right. curbs and everything for them. And they have their own lights hmm. on the – I mean, it's crazy. Well, downtown. And everything's public transportation about there or biking distance. I yeah. Mean, and then the prices show. So maybe yeah. we didn't read that this was for actually for Denmark instead of Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> oops, oops, you're right. Oh, my, my bad, guys. Uh, take that, strike that story. Why would we ever prepare? That would be terrible. <laughs> no, but I think it's interesting. To, what what are what draws people in, and you know, or just even when it comes down to new construction versus existing. And you look at like, okay, if I want to live in you know Linden Hills and beautiful area, awesome restaurants, great walking stuff, you know, great walk score as we call it, and you know, so lots of cool amenities, but you enter that community where you're probably going to be buying either, you know, a teardown or you're buying a house that's already been renovated. So the budgets are, you know, really impressive, if you will. And and then you, you just have to look at it. What kind of a project do I want? So Well, you, when we talked about downsizing, and here we are, graduation season, maybe the youngest is graduating and it's just uh, you and the wife at home and what are we going to do with all this space? Are Are people considering you know, downsizing literally to a condo or an apartment or that sort of thing. Do you do you visit with people all the time that are like, yeah, we're 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 going to move into the city and we want to be along the light rail line? I mean, yeah. do, do you run into that? Absolutely. What do you recommend, Chris? Because I always tell people when you're downsizing, try rentals first because when you're going from four thousand square feet or three thousand square feet down to a thousand, it crimps your style, and it it is it's one of the hardest things I see people do is try to. What do we do with it's, all the things? It's and, storage. Yep. That's the biggest, I think, shock for people is the storage part of it. Because um, mm-hmm. it, it is. You've got, you got to get rid of stuff. I mean, you're in a, a, a one-level home, you know, and or, yeah. I mean, and go to a condo. Uh, it just becomes a totally different lifestyle. And, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't think that's a, a horrible idea, you know. Yeah, so, I mean, it's not like you can, you know, take your existing house and cut it in half and have the same lot in the same area. and the, it's Which is kind of what we think. I think when we start getting into downsizing, I still want to – you know, 18 by 18 master suite. And you know, what that doesn't happen. I want a, a three-car garage because, you yeah. know, I, I have a boat. and It's funny. I've had three people that moved down and got an urban cabin, mm-hmm. you know, in, in the city here to kind of test it out. Yeah. To see if that's something that they want. And it's more, hey, we got one. I mean, get it. I mean, good value on it. It's mm-hmm. kind of on the, the lower end, which lower end's not really low yeah. uh, when you're talking about Minneapolis, but in good location that they can get rid of it and then maybe expand to something else, but then get the feel for the area. 
we we had a guy a couple of years back. It was um, up in the St. Cloud Market, and he designed a couple of detached townhouses that were slab on grade. And as he kept evolving his product line, he was like, "Hey, up here, everybody wants a front porch." As soon as he put the front porch on, they sell a few more units. They started using screen doors. They started using uh, what they call instead of being slab on grade, they'd actually have a storm room where it's a twelve by twelve. You could also stick the utilities down there. It was great for you know whatever. And then the garages, the the you know the cherry on the top was when he decided to turn the garages going straight back, and then they could have a shared driveway between two units, and they'd have three car garages, so you can still have that hobby shop or the you know the place to keep your boat, and and they sold the heck out of those things. I mean, they were in Mankato, St. Cloud, and and anyway, it's a great concept, but it, it just by the time you were done, the, the retirement style home was four fifty even back then, you know, in the early two thousands. So. But I think some people, I mean, they want, <clears throat> excuse me, they want that lifestyle, but they don't want to give up some of the other things that they have. Right, right. And that, that is the big thing. And I think that's when people go from no basements on uh, on that new lifestyle townhome to being able to have a twin home that, that has a full basement. Mm-hmm. So they can have that craft room. But, I mean, in on a twin home or a, a, a townhouse situation, to get a third-car garage is very rare. Well, and think about this. You're trying to paint a broad, broad stroke when you're saying, this is my forever house, and you're only 60 years old. I mean, you you could live for another 40 years. You you might still be active. You know, so I've seen people when they, they retire or downsize or whatever, where they're even going to acreage, and they have the pole barn so they can run the wood shop. They can have the whatever. There's multiple phases of, I would say, downsizing, and it doesn't have to be extremes where you go from – the big beautiful house to the small little apartment. You can actually do a couple steps in between. I think. Well, there's ways to stay in your own house too that you can yeah. kind of redo it, and you can hire someone to take care of your landscaping and lawn because that's the one thing I I just mm-hmm. don't want to do the upkeep. I'm done with the upkeep. You know. Well, you can hire someone for that. You know, you're just going to association. You're paying for it in the association fee right. too. So that that's a great point. You know, and I think that there's a lot of people that overlook that. They don't think of you know having their single family home. Like I I look at Champlin has some of the most beautiful ramblers around. They're nice. You know, a thousand square foot with a two car garage. You have littler yards, and some of the some are bigger, some are littler, but it's manageable. I go, somebody prime mow your grass for twenty five bucks a week, thirty bucks, whatever the number is, right? And then you got somebody that'll shovel the driveway all winter. You can extend your use of that house for many years because it's not huge, right? And you're maybe take maybe it's a two bedroom, and maybe you make it into a one bedroom, make a real nice master suite out of it. There you go. You know, and now you can stay there, and then maybe expand that kitchen the way that you want it, and uh, yeah, you're able to stay there. It's basically. Taking our income away, but what the heck? We're I just doing what's the, ever I best. suggested multiple moves if you listen. <laughs> oh, did you? <laughs> I, just I for the record, good. everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Good, good job. Man. I think everybody should move five or six. More sell times. that one and buy the neighbors. <laughs> they got a better view. Yeah, buy and sell annually. Bundle. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Chris and Andy continue in a moment. It is a real estate show. By the way, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807. That is 81807. It is a real estate show. Andy and Chris in studio uh, for the entire hour, as always, Denny Long's away. Steve Thompson in, uh, 651-989-9226. You can text 81807 here at CCO. From the text line, uh, when building a new home, would it be financially a good idea to make a nice two-bedroom apartment in the walkout lower level, kind of a mother-in-law apartment situation. That's Chris's fantasy. Oh, my God. Well, I don't in know my fantasy. but <laughs> What, yeah. what, what but do we design? What is it? You Rooney know what's Land? crazy? I was just talking about that, meeting with somebody on Thursday about mm-hmm. that exact thing. And what I talked about was being able to put a, a rental in your house. Now, whether or not 
it's um, that Airbnb, you want to rent it out, you want a kid, you want your parents down there or whatever, but have it in the zoning because that's the problem. Yeah. I mean, you can have, you can do that in your basement, mm-hmm. but you can't rent it and you're going to have to state it. And typically a building official will say that, hey, you've got a mother-in-law, the old mother-in-law apartment down there that you you can't rent that, that someone's mm-hmm. staying there. You usually have to sign off on it when you're finishing it. A lot yeah. of people finish their basement without telling people, and then they do it anyways. But to be able to be, you know, square with everything and within the rules and regulations, being able to be able to have um, a zoning that says that you can have that in it, I just think that would be a huge thing, and it's it's going to happen. Well, and I believe, you know, like Chris, what you're saying, we've talked about having some of these cities relook at and revisit the zoning of single family homes because. In, in, you know, some of these smaller towns or in the Minneapolis proper, St. Paul proper, there's people where they do turn a, a single-family home into a duplex, and the city's okay with it. They also have zoning where they'll let an apartment building be built on the corner with single-family homes on the street, you know, or whatever. So it's it's just being more realistic with what's happening in the world. The multi-generational housing needs right now are are ridiculous. They they still tell us through the uh, the um, National Builders Association that there's like 39% of the buyers are conscious of having mom and dad move back or the kids move back to home when they're building their new house. So having the ability to put that little, quote, apartment in the basement, you know, not necessarily for rental, uh, but for the convenience of having your family uh, live with you, I think, is is key. But secondly, what's wrong with a rental? What's wrong with you being retired and having your house upstairs and having totally. somebody pay for it? And you've already paid for the house, yeah. having a little rental income come in, or maybe you make them mow the grass for you and shovel the driveway as their part of their rent. And what if you go to Arizona for six months and you've got yeah. someone in the basement that's renting and watching over your place? Exactly. I and mean, I, that's a great thing. I think it's great too. Yeah. And you know, that same article that uh, lied about the grocery stores, um, <laughs> it also talks about these boomerang kids. And, uh, you know, kids stay in with, you, with their parents. You know parents. that article was put out by the Federal Reserve, Chris. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and uh, so anyways, Hi, but they, they talk about kids coming back. And they're, I mean, number one thing is saving money. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the other, other part is to provide financial support for their parents, mm-hmm. which a, a yep. lot of uh, – a lot of uh, a lot cultures of do for, that. Yep, yep, yeah. And then retirement. it was interesting because the kids say they prefer living with others, and most of them would pick a parent over a peer to live with. No kidding. Yeah. Oh. But you don't want them. I mean, that's like my kid. You know, I, I, I don't like him over in Denmark. I want him home, and I'd, I'd love him to stay in my house, but I want him portioned yeah. off. All, you know, all leave those, his years, mess and, all those I mean, years of being a insulation. helicopter parent, and, yeah. uh, you know, yeah, exactly. I think they, call, they categorized your yeah. type as. I would love my kids not to leave, but we, yeah. we were just talking. So we started getting in this conversation on Thursday, and we started talking about mm-hmm. it. And there's very, I mean, you, you think about the aging parents and, you know, you know, 60, 70 years, years old that are, you know, they're not around the whole time. They're traveling. They're doing different things. But mm-hmm. how about having them? Because what, what happens? They don't never get to see the kids too often. You know, they're in and out. But what if they live there? And you don't take advantage of them as babysitter, but you can watch over them. But every once in a while, they can hang out with the kids. And, I mean, that's, that's life. It is. I mean, they always, you know, you'll say that I always visit your grandparents when you get a chance because you never know when it'll be the last. And and imagine having that access would be fantastic. You know, I mean, they miss sports or they miss whatever because they're, you know, it's a transportation challenge or they want to drive at night or whatever. I mean, but there's so many different versions of, I think is the way to say it, of of family, you know, uh, living arrangements. And and the idea there is just having something that's friendly. I think that as we've said this numerous times, housing needs have changed dramatically over the last couple of years. And I, I don't I don't see an issue with it. And I, I think that the the way that we live should be reflected in our zoning and people should take a look at it. Again. But you know what the problem is? 
it's it's typically cars and stuff laying around all the place, right. you know. And so you have all this stuff out there, but then put that in there. You know what? C- create a garage for it. You know, because um, well, that's so- my thought. Because you don't want it, you don't want it to detriment the value. Because to me, I'm looking at these houses like they're going to be expensive houses that maybe mm-hmm. these people couldn't afford, but. I mean, it, and it's not cheap if you, you know, say you're moving up the thing. I've moved 19 times, 19, you know, mm-hmm. and, and from each level, I mean, it costs money to, to sell it and then to be able to go buy a new one, you know, kind of fix it up. But what if you could get them and skip a few, get their parents' money involved in it and get the perfect house? I, I see it all the time with new construction. Yeah. We do it all the time where the, the parents will throw in another hundred, two hundred thousand into their build. And then the basement's finished off, you know, right to their specifications with a separate entryway from the garage. And it, it's easy to do as long as the city, again, will let you do it. I mean, you know. All right, guys. You know. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it know. is a challenge. I think about my daughter who now out of college, has a career going. But but her and her boyfriend, what they pay for rent, it's kind of like, well, I could put a few bucks into the lower level of my totally. place mm-hmm. and give you a deal. Yeah, and you'd have a much nicer place. Yeah, you know. For Think what about that, paying. though. Yeah, I mean, because it's really about five dollars per thousand that you do. So if they're, I mean, you could add, you could add two hundred thousand to your basement and have them pay a thousand, and you, you could finance it and it would pay for it. Yeah, and but I, I, eh. I think they're fine where they are in South Minneapolis. They're, I'd be a little more of a slumlord. I'd let, it, I'd leave it the way it is and charge rent. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's yeah. my kid. Let him no, suffer a little. Yeah. You know. No, and not only that, get him in and then just raise the rent monthly. Yeah, yeah that, then you get go. him a taste of real life, right? <laughs> well, guys, it's been fun. Uh, websites, etc. Uh, yeah, Chris, why don't you go ahead and <laughs> this is a good well, we have one that's particular to both of us and you can get everything from there. Information on the show. It's Andy and Rooney.com. Andy and Rooney.com. Good to see you. Andy's guys. always first. Come on. Elders should be first. <laughs> good to see you guys. Chris good Rooney, Andy Prasky, the real estate show. Saturday mornings here on CCO. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.